Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. I have a, I have a word today that's going to set you free, that's going to heal you, that's going to deliver you. You say, well, that's pretty bold. How do you know that? Because the Bible says he sent his word and he healed them of their destruction. Say that with me. He sent his word and healed them of their destruction. You see, my opinions won't set you free. Come on. My insight won't set you free. But the Word of God will set you free. And I'm going to explain that in here this morning because I'm going to present some things to you today to cause you to think. You see, nothing changes in your life until you think. I'm going to say that one more time. Nothing changes in your life until you think. Until you think what? A new idea. A new frame of mind. Now, if I say this in here today, and and as this revelation is coming forth, you're going to have to catch this. Amen? Because that's what revelation is. It has to be caught. It can't be taught. That as you catch what God is saying, rhema, it's going to turn into rhema. It's going to turn, go from logos to rhema. In other words, the light bulb is going to come on. You're going to say, ah, now I see. Amen? Now I see. And now that I see, I can come out of what has been holding me. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I'm not saying what I want to say. I'm saying what you have for me to say. And I know that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish that which you sent it out to do. It will prosper in every area that that you sent it forth because your word does not return void fruitless. I thank you for it today, and I thank you, Father, for sending your word, for not leaving us in our junk and in our mess and in our failures, but you loved us so much not to keep us where we are, but you loved us enough to take us to the place that you want us to be. We give you all the praise for it now in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. So if I use these phrases right here, and I want you to listen very closely. If I say, you change when your mindset changes. Or maybe I use this phrase, and this is very familiar with you from the Word of God. Whatsoever a man thinks in his heart, what? So is he. And if I make this last statement, even if I say, nothing's going to change in your life, until you start thinking differently. Now, even though I used all of those phrases, do you know that you still won't change? See, when we come into the, the house of God, we come into the body of Christ so many times, and we use those phrases. And don't misunderstand me. Every one of those statements are true. Every one of them. You change Listen, your circumstances change as your mindset changes. You watch, watch this. Whatever your thought life is, is who you are. That's a true statement. 
And when we use those statements, they are true. But here's what you've got to understand. That as long as you are in a stronghold, as long as you are in a stronghold, those statements do not match the atmosphere that's on the inside of your fortress. Ah, listen to me, listen to me. Because, watch this, inside of these strongholds that the enemy has sowed into your life, into your mindset. Now, I'm going to explain in just a moment what a stronghold is. But as he has sown these strongholds, these fortresses that have been built in your train of thought, in your mindset, you take these statements that you hear, like you, when you change your mind, your situation changes, or uh, whatever you think, that's who you become, and the power of a, you know, a positive thought or whatever. You hear those statements and you say this, that's not true. Why? Because you take those statements, you try to match them to the atmosphere on the inside of your fortress, and it doesn't match. You say, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that in your mind, now if you're in here this morning and you are having strongholds, that you are dealing with. In other words, you know that there are certain areas in your life that the enemy has built mental fortresses. Now, before you get so holy in here that you stand up and say, I might as well go on home, I'm all good, you need to listen to me. Just about everybody in here under the sound of my voice has areas that the enemy has built a fortress in your life. Somebody say hello. Now, watch this. Because this is not your mindset, you immediately reject these concepts of things change when my mindset changes. Or I can think my way. I can, I can change my mindset and it will cause me to come out of my circumstances. Because in your mind, watch this, things are only going to change when your circumstances change. Things are only going to turn around for me when my situation changes. So until then, don't bring me that stuff of whatever a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Bless God. I don't want to hear I, can, I need to come out head first. Don't, I don't want to hear these statements like I can, I can change my thinking and then things are going to begin to turn around. Because in my point of view, in my fortress... I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to have peace. I'm not going to have joy. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to have what I've been praying for until circumstances in my life turn around. Now, but what you don't know is that you are locked from the inside. Did somebody catch that? You think your circumstances are holding you. Man, I tell you what, if this would just change and that would just change, my life would just be so much better. I would, I would be doing this. I would be doing that. And God says what you don't understand is that you are not locked from the outside. You are locked from the inside. In other words, the enemy has sowed these seeds in your life and you have built these mental fortresses, these strongholds that are in your mind. I said your mind. Somebody say your mind. 
They're not in your circumstances. They're in your mind. And because you've built these fortresses in your mind, you don't realize that you are not locked by your circumstances. You're not bound by your situations. You are locked from the inside. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm locked from the inside. <laughs> it's called strongholds. See, watch this, watch this. Everybody is so quick to deal with what's going on around them. This needs to change, that needs to change, this over here needs to change, that person over there needs to change. Well, what about you? Do you need to change? Somebody say, hey, do you need to change? Does my mindset need to change? Does the way that I think need to change? Watch this. Strongholds, what are they? This goes beyond, listen, we're not talking about a fleeting thought. So get that out of your mind. When somebody hears the word strongholds, they think of bad thoughts coming in your mind. It goes way, 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 way deeper than that. The word stronghold is literally a fortress that is designed and made to be impenetrable. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out. Unless whoever's in the stronghold allows it. This goes beyond having bad thoughts come into your mind. Every one of us in here have bad thoughts come into our mind. That's not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the thought life. Somebody say that with me. Thought life. We're talking about your whole entire perception of life. How do you see life? I want you to ask yourself that question. How do you see life? Because how you see life is based on what stronghold you have. Now, I'm not going to get into this, but I'll just touch on this for a moment. That the problem is, the final solution is when you are, you are relieved or delivered out of strongholds, when strongholds are pulled down, as the Bible says, the problem that many people make or the, the decision that many people make is they don't replace it with a good stronghold. Do you know that there are good strongholds? I thought strongholds are bad. I thought strongholds are from the enemy. No, God has his own strongholds where he says, I will keep you. I will watch this. I will place my zeal within you. My word will burn within you. As Jeremiah said, Jeremiah mentioned a stronghold. Did you know that? Watch this. You're familiar with this statement. He said, I was not going to speak on behalf of the Lord. I wasn't going to speak the word. I wasn't going to say anything. But he said this, and this is what's going to catch you because you're familiar with this. He said, but it was like fire. There you go. It was like fire shut up in my bones. In other words, you can't live outside of your strongholds. Your life revolves around, but the problem is a lot of us have bad strongholds. We have bad strongholds. So what I'm trying to tell you is we're not talking about a bad thought here or there or some kind of discouraging moment. No, we're talking about a literal mindset. This is a mindset. This is how I see life. And so watch this. When I come to you and I present something to you in a way that you don't see it, what's your first reaction? To reject it. 
Amen. Your first reaction is to reject that. Even on a medical standpoint, do you know that if you have some type of organ transplant, what do you have to take? You have to take rejection medicine, right? Because to your body, you're presenting something new to your body, and your body says, no, this is not me. So watch this. Watch. How do you know you have strongholds? When the, watch this. When somebody presents something to you, and you, your first instinct is to reject it. See, when I have a mindset of nothing's going to change for me, nothing, until things around me begin to turn around, until circumstances change. When you hear messages like you can start putting God's thoughts in you, you can start doing this and doing that, and you can start changing your life and changing your surroundings, you immediately, your first instinct is to reject it. That's how you know strongholds have been built. Now, Romans 12.2. Let's go to that. Romans 12.2. Very, very familiar verse. It says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How can I know what is good for me, what is acceptable, what is God's perfect will for my life, if I'm not in the right frame of thinking. <laughs> now, again, this is not talking about a fleeting thought. Because thoughts come and go. What I want to know is what thoughts stay. Oh, come on. What thoughts stay in your life? What thoughts repeatedly come to you? Now, he did not say, I want you to notice something, what the Spirit of God says right here. He does not say that you will be transformed when your circumstances change. Did you notice that? That kind of defeats or that bursts that little theory right there that says, hey, when things turn around, when things start looking good for me, then I'm going to be able to be who God's called me to be. I'm going to be able to have peace and joy and whatever. That defeats that. Because God says, he did not say you are, not, you are transformed when your circumstances change. No, he said you are transformed when your mind, your thought life. He didn't say when your thought is transformed or when, and when it's renewed. No, he said when your mindset is renewed. Only then will you begin to be transformed. Only then will things begin to change. Why? Because it doesn't matter. Let me, let me elaborate and show you why it does not matter if circumstances change. I'm going to help you today. You're going to be set free. Because, watch this, it doesn't matter what's taking place on the outside if the atmosphere on the inside has not changed. It does not matter. Let me be more clear. Even if situations change for you, it's going to follow you. It's going to follow you everywhere you go. 
And every season you go. And every opportunity you go. It's going to follow you. So watch this. God, being the good father that he is, he would rather you deal with it now. Come on, somebody, you need to say amen. He would rather deal and work out the quirks and the kinks out of your life and out of your mindset and out of your character right now where you are, situation, good or bad, it makes no difference. God would rather work on you right now so that what he does in your life will carry on and the bad things don't follow you. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Now, so as I made these statements in the beginning of you can change your situation by changing your mind, whatever you think is who you become, and you come out head first. In other words, when you see yourself blessed before anything ever changes, it's going to change for you. But none of those things clicked, as I stated. They didn't click. Because there's only one thing that has the power to penetrate the strongholds in your life. So I told you that a stronghold is designed to be impenetrable. That's what it's designed for. And the enemy knows that. He doesn't fight you here. You say, wait a minute, Pastor. He's fighting me in my body. He's fighting me in my finances. He's fighting me in my marriage. He's fighting me in this. No, those are just subsidiaries. He is fighting you here. He is fighting you on the grounds of your mind. Let me tell you why. I'll just make this short and sweet. Because you are a tribunal being. Meaning you are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. And you live in a body. Without your spirit, this body falls to the ground. Are you hearing me? Now, but you're not just a spirit. And that's where a lot of the church is messed up. They've only taught you things about the spirit, about the spirit, about the spirit. But they've never evaluated your mental health. Come on. It is just as important that God says, watch this. He didn't say have the, have the spirit of Christ. What did he say? He said have the mind of Christ. So it is just as important that your spirit is strong, yes, but it is just as important to God that your mind, your will, and emotions is in the right place. Why? Because everything that God does in the spirit, and we know he works in the spirit, right? Yes, but guess what? It does you no good if it doesn't manifest. Somebody say, hey, does no good. God healed me 2,000 years ago by the stripes on his back. Well, that's good, but it does no good if it doesn't manifest in this body. Come on. So how does it get there? It has to pass through your soul, your mind. And so the enemy says, I will build fortresses. I will put a blockade between their spirit and their flesh, their natural man. That way it will keep that which God wants to do in their life. It will keep it in the spirit. And it won't come here. You see, the enemy wants you two different places. I want you to listen to me very closely. He wants you two different places. If you are living for God and you're on fire for God, he wants you out of here. 
What are you talking about? He wants you out of here. Why? Because you're not dangerous in heaven. You're dangerous here. Come on. You're dangerous here. You are a threat to the kingdom of darkness here. And if you're not living for God, then he wants to send you to the place he's going. So one way or the other, he doesn't want you to stay here. So it is a threat to him when what God has done in the spirit manifests here in the physical realm. As I stated Wednesday night, why do you think that each time the enemy sensed that God was going to manifest something, a.k.a. Jesus, that he started to kill the two years and younger, all the males within the vicinity? Why? Because it's only a threat to him when what's in the spirit comes forth into the natural. That's why here in this ministry, we don't just work on the spirit. We work on the soul part of you. Because what did he say? He said, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. Pastor, I'm ready for that prosperity. I'm ready for that healing. Well, then get your mind in the right place. Somebody say amen. Now, so he places these strongholds in you, and they are designed to be impenetrable. But there is one thing. Somebody say one thing. There is one thing that can penetrate the strongholds, the mental fortresses, no matter what you've tried. You say, I've tried this and I've tried that. I just can't get out of this, and I just can't think a different way and whatever. There is one thing that can penetrate that. Dave, if you would, go to Hebrews 4.12. Let me show you what that is. And the word of God is what? I had about two or three people. I said the word of God is what? It's what? And it's able to do what? Pierce. It is able to penetrate the what? The soul and the spirit. It is able to separate and distinguish That which is spirit and that which is soul. Ah, you're not hearing me. How can I deal with what's on the inside of me if I am locked on the inside and nothing, whatever I need, can even penetrate into that fortress? The answer is you can't. I don't care how much. I'm going to start thinking positive thoughts. It's not going to work. I'm going to start getting up every day saying, I think I can, I think I can't. That's not going to work either. There's only one thing that can penetrate the strongholds that we deal with in our life, and that is the Word of God. Are you saying amen to me? Come on. It is the Word of God because it has the ability. These are not words on the page. And you've heard me say this before. If you just deal with Scripture, you're in trouble. Amen. Because this is scripture. But God said, I am the word. You said, what are you saying? Jesus said, these scriptures that you think you find life, he said, they point to me. It is when you have that relationship with God that he begins to reveal the spiritual understanding of this word. 
Now, watch this. So it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of what? The thoughts. So the Word of God enables you to dissect your thought life. Why do I think this way? Why am I bound? Why do I see life how I see it? Oh, y'all need to hear me. It is the discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, the only thing that can separate the spirit and the soul and, and cause you to distinguish which is which is the word. That's it. Why? Because within your heart is your spirit and your soul. They are tied together. How many's ever said, well, I, f- I, I, I feel a word in me, I hear a word in me, but I don't know if it's just me talking or God talking? How many's ever said that? That's because you need to learn how to distinguish between your soul and your what? Because God speaks through your spirit. Now, so the Word of God is able to penetrate. How am I locked from the inside? That's the question. Why can't I just open the gate, right? If I'm locked on the inside, why can't I just open it? Here's why you can't open it. You can't distinguish what is you and what isn't. Hey, let me say that one more time. We look at people and say, why don't they just get out of that? Why don't they just stop doing this and stop doing that? Why don't they just turn their life around? Come on. This is what the church does. Why don't this one just get their life together? Why don't this one just stop doing this and doing that and just go a different way? What you don't understand is is they cannot distinguish what is them and what isn't. How can I fight something that I think is now me? Y'all not hearing me. How can I fight something that I now think is me? So these fortresses that the enemy has built in your life, you say, how does it come to the place where it is a fortress? How does it come to a place where it literally governs your life? Because the enemy has convinced you this is you. You can't get free from this because this is you. How are you going to rebuke you? Come on. How are you going to cast out you? Some of you are not hearing me in here today. This is why you say, I'm locked on the inside. Why can't I just open the gate? You can't open the gate because you think it is you. How can I get free of something that is me? But I've been sent by the Lord to tell you today, that's not you. Your dysfunction is not you. The sin you've been caught up in is not you. Come on. The fortresses that have had you locked from the inside for so many years now, they are not you. And I'm going to teach you today how to unlock the door yourself. Come on. I, I appreciate when people lay hands on me and speak a word over me and all that. But sometimes you need to learn how to get yourself free. 
Somebody's not hearing me. Sometimes, watch this, because there's sometimes people are not there in the midnight hour. And you need to know how to speak healing over yourself. You need to know how to make the enemy back up off of you by yourself. Come on, somebody, give him some praise. God will teach you how to fight. He'll teach you how to fight. And that's where he wants you to come. He wants you to come to the place where you can defend yourself in him. So, what does the word do for me? The word shows me who I really am. What is truly of me and what is a result of sin in this fallen world. You do know that people can't get free because they think that is them. How can they be delivered if somebody doesn't give them the word? And I'm telling you right now, you can try this, you can try that, you can go here and you can go there. You're still going to be stuck because it is not going to change for you until you get a whole new way of thinking. So the Word of God, it enables, watch this, it enables me to distinguish, to separate what is me and what is the enemy. But you see, the enemy, he plays dirty. What he does is he sends these things your way, and then he says, this is you. This is the result of you. This is because of you. Because this is you. I'm going to buy this tape myself. I'm sorry. Watch this. Watch this. Go back to Romans 12 real quick for me, Dave. Look at what he says. Listen to this. This is why you got to study the word. You can't just read it and say, ooh, isn't that good? It says, be not conformed. That word conformed in the Greek means you just fall into it. You literally just fall into it. And you fall into the mold. The enemy will cut watch this you give him free reign and he will cause you to fall into the molds that he wants for you and it doesn't take effort see people think conforming and transforming are the same thing they are not the same thing conformity you fall into it transforming is work and watch this, people try to conform into the things of God, and they say, I tried that, and it didn't work because you tried to conform. You tried to fall into it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to fall into the blessings of God. You're not going to fall into victory. You're not going to fall into health and peace and prosperity. No, you have to fight for it. But I've been sent to tell you, as I've told you many times, it is a fixed fight. Come on, y'all need to give God some praise right now. It is a fixed fight, meaning God says, if you'll go after it, I'll be with you. I will fight for you. But I'm not going to spread pixie dust over you, and everything's going to be okay. But I'll be with you. Don't be afraid. As he told them before they were going to fight for the promised land, he said the nations that are in the promised land, they are stronger than you. They are mightier than you. He said, but don't be afraid. Watch this. Listen to this last statement. He said, I want you to remind yourself what I did to Egypt. Some of you, you need to look back and see what God did in the past. 
Look at how he delivered you in the past. Look at what he did here and did there. When you thought you wasn't going to make it, when you thought there was no way out of your mess, I want you to look back just for a minute and see how God did that. And notice what he was saying. He said, what I did to Egypt, I'll do to these people. But I'm not going to hand the land to you. I'm sorry, I just went against every church in the land. Because we want a gospel, we don't have to fight for something. Somebody say amen. Now, watch this. So, conformity. Some of us, we are conformed to poverty. Some of you are conformed to depression. Some of you are conformed to failure. Conform to sickness, whatever. But how do you transform? That's the question, right? How do I transform? Look at Psalms 119. Another famous verse, but so many times we miss the value of this verse. Listen to this. He says, the word. What's the answer? The word is a what? It's a lamp what? Stop right there. If you ever went to vacation, Bible school, or anything like that, you said this, right? The Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we just brushed on and went on with it. But I want you to stop for a second. The Word is a lamp unto my feet. It shows me where I am. How is anything going to change for me if I don't even know where I am right now? If I don't even know why I am where I am. Oh, see, this is what I love about the word. Because it is real. It is real as real gets. It tells you the good, the bad, and the ugly. It tells you why things are happening the way they're happening in your life. Whether it hurts you or not. Come on. It'll tell you what you need to work on. It'll tell you where you are at. If you're doing this, this, and this, then you have this problem. That's what the Word does. It is a lamp unto my feet. It shows me where I am. So that's part of that distinguishment. How am I going to know what to fight if I don't know what's me, I don't know what's going on, and I don't know the atmosphere of my stronghold? So when I begin to see... You know, the results of the flesh and the results of a carnal mind. When I begin to open up this word and I begin to see that, then that is a lamp to my feet. Oh, that's where I'm at. That's exactly what's going on in my life. But it doesn't stop there. And how many knows you come to church this morning not for me to tell you where you are. You come to church this morning for me to help you get to where you want to be. Hey, it is a lamp unto my feet. It shows me where I am. Now let's continue. It is a light, come on, to my path. What's the path that you want? That's another thing. Are you ready? God's not going to do anything in your life until you get a plan. What do we do? We come to church. Just do it, Lord. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Just do it. Do a new thing. He's going to do a new thing. What kind of new? I don't know, but he's going to do a new thing. God wants you to have a plan. As I stated a few weeks back, do you know that God is interested in what you want also? He'll come to you sometimes and says, 
what what direction do you want? What do you want in this area? Make a decision. Somebody say, make a decision, and I'll back it. What's that called? That's called growth. When you was a baby Christian, God made every decision for you. Come on. Ooh, praise the Lord. God even told me which parking place to get today at Walmart. And I was right at the front. See, that starts when you're a baby Christian. Amen. But then as you get older, see, I, I use this example, and let me help some of you. I use this example uh, Wednesday night. When your children were small and they were tiny, you fed them by hand, right? When they were hungry, you met their need and you fed them by hand. But then as they got older and they said, Mommy, Daddy, I'm hungry, what would you say? There's food in the kitchen. Go get it. That's what God does. I'm sick. I'm this. I'm that. I'm broken. I'm this. And he says, there's food in my house. There's resources in my kingdom. Take what's yours. Somebody say, it's mine. He gave it to me. So he says, take what's yours. I'm not going to uh, hand feed you this time. Because you're growing, you're maturing. But I'm telling you right now, I've given you the ability to take what you want in me. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So it is a light unto my path. What does that mean? It shows me how to get to where I want to be. Is that right? So the word will say something like this. If you want this, this, and this in your life, then do this. That is the word being a light to my path. Now watch this. Here's another characteristic about strongholds. They are dark. Somebody say they are dark. See, that's the power of the satanic realm. Is the fact that it works in darkness. And dark, Why? Because in darkness, it's secretive. You can't see what's going on. Come on. We look at somebody on the outside and we say, Man, what in the world is their problem? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? They can't see. When you, are, when you are locked from the inside, you can't see what's going on. You don't know why things are happening the way they're happening. You just know that they are. But see, watch this. It is a light unto my path. Light penetrates the darkness. What is able to penetrate the strongholds that the enemy has built into my life? The Word of God. The Word of God. That when that light comes in, what happens when the light comes in? Now, if I turn off all the lights in this building right now, and I say, everybody, get out of this place, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be stumbling around. You're probably going to hit your leg on one of the chairs or something like that. Why? Because in darkness there is confusion. But when, if I popped on all the lights and I said, get out of this place, how easy would it be? It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. The Bible refers to his word as light. And I'm not just talking about an uh an ambience of light. No, I'm talking about light also means understanding. 
when God's light comes into your stronghold, it begins to give you a clearer picture. And you say to yourself, I can't stay here. I don't have to stay here. I don't have to stay broke, busted, and disgusted. I don't have to stay bound by the enemy. But there is a better life ahead of me, and I want that. See, that's where freedom starts. It's not when somebody says, I command you to be free in the name of Jesus. No, freedom starts when you start thinking, wait a minute, why am I here? Look at the prodigal son. Nothing changed for him until the Bible says, watch this, when he was at his lowest, and I want you to go back and read this for yourself. When he was at his lowest, the Bible says he came to himself. Now, how did he come to himself? He remembered what was happening in the father's house. He said, wait a minute, even his hired hands have it better than what I've got right now. I know what I will do. I will go back. I will ask for forgiveness. Even if I'm like a servant, that will be better than where I am right now. Within that fortress, the light came in. He had a new way of thinking and said, wait a minute, I can't stay here. Turn to your neighbor and say, I can't stay here. I can't stay here. That's the power of the gospel. So it shows you where you are, but it also shows you where you want to be. Now let me give you an example very quickly at why you must do it this way. Let me use poverty as an example. Now. If your fortress is poverty, watch this. Here's what you'll say. When I get a bunch of money, I'll be okay. Now watch this. I'll be okay. But God says, no, you won't. Watch. Let me set some of you free in here today. Because you think poverty is an absence of money. Poverty is a mindset of lack. Let me say that one more time. Poverty is not the absence of money. And that's what you think. Poverty is a, a mindset, a sight of lack. If I have, how do I know I have a fortress built in my life of poverty? I see lack. Now watch this. So you say, if circumstances change, I'll be good Everything will be okay. Do you know, watch this, do you know that there are millionaires right now, you say millionaires, that still wake up every day in fear of lacking? Now, to you, you think that's crazy. How can anybody who's a millionaire be afraid that they're going to be in lack? Because they never, watch this, their circumstance may have changed, but their mindset never changed. And so if your mindset is that mindset of lack, I don't care how much money you get, how much success you get, whatever, you'll always fear, well, what if I run out? If it's failure, I don't care how many people pat you on the back and say, good job, good job, good job you still have that mindset, I could have done better. I could have done more. See, this is why I'm trying to tell you that God is not interested in just changing your circumstances. But God is interested in changing your mindset within your circumstances. 
that when, watch this, that when the circumstances do change, you'll have the mindset to maintain it. Are you hearing me? So let me state this one more time. Poverty is not an absence of money. It is a fear of lack. Period. Now, go back to Romans 12 too. Let's read this one more time. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He, watch this. When you are changed, I said when you are changed, your circumstances change. I'm rebooting your way of thinking. Because you've been taught all your life, when my situation changes, I'm going to change. God says, when you change, your situation's going to change. Hey, hey, hey. Watch. The word renew here. Renew. So he says, things are transformed when you are renewed. When you are renewed, where? He didn't say in your spirit. He didn't say in your body. He said, when you are renewed... In your mind, in your soul. Now, that word renew means if I came in here right now and I renewed this church, that would entail me ripping off all the finishes, taking out the carpet, taking out the ceiling, taking out the walls, and watch this, remodeling this entire room. Once everything was remodeled in this room, that I could tell you this church building has been renewed. So what is God saying? God says, I want you to totally gut your way of thinking. Now, I'm not saying that in here this morning, and as I say this, you're going, oh, Lord, that sounds like a lot of pressure. No, you know how it's done? By staying in this. By staying in this. By staying in this. By staying. Watch this. Continually being renewed in the way that you think. Let me say this right now. How can you think differently if you don't present new thoughts? You know what this is right here? This is God's thoughts. Now, don't misunderstand me. Let me be clear again. God has not stopped speaking. He said, you live by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But these are God's thoughts for you. His thoughts. Notice what Paul said. He said, Think on whatsoever things are just and lovely and true and of virtue and a good report. If there be any praise, think on these things. What's he saying to you? He's saying, remodel. Remodel. Praise the Lord. I, you know, I just stay on Fox News. I stay on this uh, this thing here and that thing there. And, and, you know, I'm always looking at all the troubles. And, and I just don't know why. I just, I just stay so depressed all the time. I don't know why. Watch, watch. You're implementing depression, depression, 
depression, depression, depression, depression. So we, we may spend all day looking at the latest news and the feeds or whatever, but we may spend five minutes, maybe five minutes in the Word of God, and we wonder why things aren't changing. Come on. Listen, to renew your mind, to totally remodel it, God isn't going to let you out. You hear me say this. God's not going to let you out until you deal with your mindset. You say, how do you know that? Because I'm living proof. There are certain things in your life, they are not going to change. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you get people to lay hands on you. I don't care how much oil you smear over you, whatever. There are certain things that are not going to change in your life until God says you change your mindset. Because where I'm taking you, you can't keep that mindset. Come on. The place that I'm taking you, you're going to have to have a new way of thinking. I'll, I'll notice what God told me one time. He said, I, I was getting really serious with God and, and, you know, trying to be dedicated and diligent on cha or changing my thoughts. I'm not talking about I was praying more, fasting more. This, no, I was narrowing down my thought life. And this is the statement that God made me. He said, now you're in the right frame of mind. It's time to take your promised land. Notice he didn't say, you're anointed enough now. The Spirit of God is upon you enough now. Notice what he said. He said, you're in the right frame of mind. So could it be your deliverance has been held up because you've not been in the right frame of mind? Or should I say it like this? The enemy has had your thinking so clouded that you can't get focused on what matters. But today, God is going to set you free in here this morning. Somebody needs to say amen. Today, God's word has come forth, and the light has come through. So now you can say, wait a minute. I can change this. I can change this. The biggest threat to the devil is somebody who knows who they are. He works double, triple, you name it, overtime to try to keep you from finding out who you are. You. And the church, most of the church tells you, you just need to know who God is, know who God is, know who God is. I, I'm sorry, sweetheart. It's not enough just to know who God is. You got to know who God is in you. And when you know who God is in you, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're not going to take the enemy's junk. You're going to realize that, the, that God has given you how much power? All power over the enemy. Now, so God's not going to let you out on certain things. Because watch this, he knows. He knows if he lets you out, it's going to follow you to the next place. It's going to follow you to the next place. It's going to follow you to the next place. How many is tired of trouble following you? I had about four or five people. I said, how many people are tired of trouble following you? It doesn't matter when a new season comes forth, a new circumstance, you got a new puppy, new pony, whatever. The, the trouble follows you. Tired of it. 
Come on, tired of it. So God says, deal with it. Now, let me show you. I'm almost done, I promise. Let me show you, even on a scientific level, how powerful your mindset is. Not a thought, your mindset. Scientifically speaking, and this is why, watch this, this is why I'm telling you, you're locked from the inside. Watch this. Scientifically, they have proven this, that the signal to your eyes, right? You have signals, nerves that signal from the eyes to the mind, or the brain, which is attached to your mind. A brain's just an organ. But your mind, and then watch this. Your mind sends signals to your eyes. Now watch. Scientifically proven that the brain sends twice as many signals to the eyes as the eye does to the brain, what it's seeing. You say, what are you saying? You see what you want to see. You see what you want. Before you ever lay eyes on something, your mind has already established this is what we're going to see. That's why, watch this, you had Joshua and Caleb saying, we can take the land, we can take the land, I'm telling you, God's with us. The rest of the scouts, all they could see was, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. There's no way. The land will swallow us up. You said, what are you saying? They seen what they wanted to see. While two men, all they could see was victory. You say, well, what about the circumstance? The circumstance had nothing to do with it. If you, watch this, if you based it on the circumstance, Joshua and Caleb were nuts. They were crazy. Because circumstantially, there was no way that they could have took this land from these people, these giants. But watch this. Faith doesn't make sense. Are you hearing me? See, faith makes what was impossible possible. Now, so what two men, all they could see was victory. Didn't matter what was going on. They said, victory, victory, man, victory, victory. And somebody who doesn't see that looks at them and says, you're crazy. Why are you so happy? Why do you have so much joy? I know what's going on in your life. I know what you've been dealing with, but you just got a positive attitude. You're just hopeful. You just keep praising God. What is wrong with you? I see what I want to see. Come on. And let me tell you what I've been seeing. I've been seeing what is already done in the spirit realm. You see, faith has eyes. Are you hearing me? Somebody say that with me. Faith has eyes. And faith sees what is unseen in this realm. So I've been seeing myself healed. I've been seeing myself blessed. I've been seeing myself at that place I want to be. I've been seeing the man that I want to be in the kingdom of God. I've been seeing those things. And here's what happens. The more you look at that and the more you look at it and the more you study it, here's what happens. Your circumstances no longer become a factor. And before you say, well, it's just up to God. Whatever God wants to do, whatever God wants to do. Will you tell that to the woman with the issue of faith? 
or the issue of blood, excuse me. You tell that to her who said, when I touch his him, I'm going to be made whole. She didn't ask God about it. She didn't say, was it the right time? Because it was not the right time. She should have been stoned. But see, faith doesn't say what time it is. So watch this. I don't care how God maneuvers in situations, your circumstances or whatever. I don't care how they change. If you don't change what's in here, all you're going to see is the atmosphere in your stronghold. That's all you're going to see. You ever wonder why some people are so negative? So ne- I don't care what you gave them. I don't care how good of a day it was. They'll find something to complain about. They can't help it. They see what they want to see. Was this good this morning? Put your hands together. Give God some praise. Because the strongholds have to come down. Now, Paul told us this. He elaborated on this. He said, our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty. Through whom? Aren't you glad it's not on you? I don't have to fight by myself. I don't have to fight by my strength. He said, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And doing what? Casting down every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Or you could say like this, it exalts itself against the mindset of God. If God said I'm blessed but all I see is curse, it's time for me to change some things. If God says his peace is going to rule my mind and rule my heart. But it seems like everything's in chaos in my life. It's time for me to go to work. I want everybody to listen to me very closely. God's not going to do all the work for you. But I promise you, he will help you. He will be with you every step of the way. And when there are times you feel so beaten down, you say, I just can't do this no more, he'll carry you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Prophetic Faith, the podcast edition. For partnering information or for prayer requests, you can go to our website at www.accelerantfaith.org or you may email us at accelerantfaith at yahoo.com. And just remember, one word from God can change anything.